Hello everyone, I'm Moydog. And I'm Karmica, and welcome to Command Comms. The podcast where we talk about everything and anything related to tactical shooters. All right, welcome back, guys. I know we took a break from last week's episode. I was feeling a little bit under the weather. Thought I had the, the Rona, but was uh just, just some cough stuff. So luckily, all good here on my end. And we had a pretty good uh, holiday and took a little break, right? So Moy, how are you feeling after this little break uh, before we jump into this episode, episode nine, year in review? Yeah, no, I am feeling great. It's awesome to just be with the family, kind of spend some time with them, but also like I brought my whole setup here. You know, I have both my computers, got my monitors, mics, all that kind of stuff. So it's nice to still be able to stream and make videos and especially do the podcast. So it's really nice. I will say though, man, it's it feels weird to just see yesterday as, or I guess when this comes out, uh, Monday, as the last Monday of 2020. It's pretty crazy. Like, it, the year is actually ending. And it's been, I'm, oh God, I it's been crazy. This year has just had so crazy. much stuff happen. Have you, uh, have you seen Death to 2020 on Netflix yet? Death to 2020? No, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Is, it, is it like a year in review? It's, it's like a, it's a parody of this year. I highly recommend it to, <laughs> to everyone. Yeah, I mean, uh, we just watched it last night. It was, it was, it was pretty interesting. So it's like, like you watch it and you're like, that happened this year is it it's it like, seems oh like forever God. ago right yeah it's insane. i had some people in, in chat saying uh, that that 2020 was actually just the trailer for 2021 so i hope, I hope wrong. not <laughs> <laughs> i hope they're wrong yeah. um but i i hope uh i hope karma i hope you had a, a good holiday i guess up until uh, new year's here holiday season the past week i hope mm-hmm. everyone listened as well had some time just spend with family you know or you know zoom calls or hey just you know, I don't know, have some eggnog by yourself and have the the virtual Netflix fire, whatever, <laughs> whatever worked over the past week. Uh, but speaking of year end, what are we talking about here today? So, yeah, I think uh, we're planning on doing a year in review here for today's episode, episode nine. So we're going to be looking at all the games, all the tactical shooters. We're going to be go- going over and giving them like a, a grade, I guess you could say, for their performance in the past year and like where they're headed. Uh, we're also going to be talking about some other games that we haven't really touched on too much here. Um, but yeah, we're just going to be grading them all based on what they're doing and uh, how they've been performing over this past year and what we think of, you know, their position in the the greater scheme and greater genre. Uh, but we're also going to talk on a couple of smaller games like Operation Hard Doorstep or these other games that are still in development that we are looking forward to playing in 2021. Even Ready or Not is going to be on here that we'll talk about a little bit. And uh, it's going to be pretty interesting because we're going to be taking another big look at just overall all the games in the niche how the niche has grown so drastically in just one year and uh the exciting you know things and content that's coming to us in the future here soon so kicking it right out uh the 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 number one when i look back at 2020 the big standouts for me were squad and tarkov and to a a smaller extent hell let loose because Hell Let Loose kind of exploded out of nowhere, where Squad's been in the space for years, obviously building up to a release, and Tarkov really hit the ground running last January, and then has just steadily and just grown almost with every every uh, month, and especially now as we come to the end of the year, it's absolutely just blowing up. So I, I think just looking at at the tactical shooters as as a whole, those three are are the, the powerhouses. Uh, in my mind what oh, do you most think definitely about yeah i mean even just like 10 minutes ago before we started the uh, podcast and i was watching pestily and he's got two hundred 
thousand live viewers on Twitch right now. It's do, do you know how long he's been live? Forty-eight hours. Wait. It's insane. Uh, yeah, right now he he is forty-one hours and eight minutes into his <laughs> his forty-eight hour stream. He's it's crazy. Insanity. Yeah, I mean the man is a machine and he deserves every bit of the success. Like he's like oh, I yeah. I'm so happy that he's the guy that that's getting a lot of the recognition just cuz I know that he's just such a hard worker. He puts in the effort. He's he's very kind. He's oh god, he's such a generous dude. Like he's he's an amazing man and I'm so happy that he's more or less uh sort of the face of Tarkov and to a larger extent tactical or milsim um games as a whole just because that is the go-to poster child when you think mainstream tactical shooters most people are going to think tarkov not squad not hell at loose it's going to be tarkov just because of how much that game has blown up but i know you did talk about squad release so i guess this is a great point right we're going through the highlights of this last year i guess we'll take them through one by one we'll go through i guess um tarkov then squad and then uh you know the those two major pivotal points so as far as tarkov like did you ever expect Tarkov to really grow to the size that's at right now? It's actually insane. I I remember, I think I was watching maybe Sacrail or someone, I mean, a, a couple years ago, and the, he was on uh, the Customs Bridge where, you know, you have all the buses and stuff crossing from Big Red over to Construction, like that 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 bridge. And I remember seeing that, and I was like, all right, okay cool you know it's kind of i kind of was into it but i was like all right this is going to be like a one-off thing it seems kind of slow it seems a little rough around the edges uh i was intrigued but i forgot about it almost instantly if if you told me like a few years ago that this was going to be the game on twitch that people not just on twitch but people just playing at youtube videos it just it taking the internet by by storm on the tactical shooter type of side I would have not believed you. <laughs> I, I would have, I would have more been more inclined to believe that a pandemic would have completely brought the world <laughs> to an end in 2020. Like it was, it's crazy to think. I mean, the amount of uh, the tactical shooter mechanics and mentality and the gameplay loop that you get in Tarkov, I think scratches the itch for almost anyone who is in this space or is in this genre. Graphically, it's just amazing. Uh, you know, you have these crazy, I think we were talking about a couple podcasts ago where Tarkov isn't fun, you know, but it, it makes you experience emotions that you can't get. Uh, you know, maybe movies can can kind of get you into that space. But it, it's one of these things that, you know, I'm, I'm totally sold. Uh, last year, I was playing it a little bit. I got into it off and on. And, you know, this year, hitting it a little harder, especially now with the new wipe and everything. You know, I'm 100% sold. I absolutely love what Battlestate is, is doing with the game. I'm really looking forward to 2021 and, and seeing how streets goes and, you know, how they're actually going to tie this and all these little raids into one big open world thing, if they're still going to do that. But it's, it's an incredible game. And, and if you haven't picked it up yet, I, I would highly recommend at least watching a stream or watching a YouTube video and, uh, and Hey, just go in and die and you'll get addicted. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's really, really crazy when we think about Tarkov and how big it's grown. Just because, like, usually the typical stream games that, like, completely pop off are things like Among Us, things like Fall Guys, like, really easy, really simple. And, like, when you look at the screen, you kind of understand what's going on. And in that sense, it's easy for people to watch. But there's something, like, on the completely opposite end of the spectrum. And Tarkov just fills that niche so well that it's this game that 
you don't understand anything that's going on. You have no idea, like, oh my god, there's so much information. I don't know why this person's doing this. I don't know what's going on here. And there's something about that that is so clearly alluring with, with like, and, and they obviously have struck somewhat of a gold mine with this because people are still coming back and watching these things. Every time it wipes, it's always a big event. There's always, a whole, like, a whole bunch, 200,000 people watching Pestily right now. There's obviously a demand for this style of game. What's really interesting is like how big it's gotten and how much like mainstream how mainstream it's gone. My only question now is like when does Tarkov have a challenger? Who is going to make the first game that's going to kind of fill a secondary role in that niche? Because I think that is something very exciting to look forward to. Because we can obviously see right here, there's something that people want. And this is something that hasn't really been touched on aside from Tarkov. So I, I think it's the the need and the wants like people obviously i'm 100 percent i agree they want a game like this and you you see it in spades with the the response tarkov gets part of me feels like this is one of those games where you like to watch it you like to watch youtube videos you you like to get invested into this type of community because it's such a hardcore game that most of the time you yourself don't have time to get good at or to uh, maybe understand the the smaller details the finite details maybe you don't even have time to build a kit wait in queue and get in raid because it takes so damn long sometimes it's one of those games sometimes it's it's a lot more enjoyable to sit back and watch kind of like PUBG was a couple years back uh, DayZ can be really entertaining if you have a good person playing it and watching it's just one of those games that I, I know maybe for like a, a busy person it was it's very difficult to get into but when everybody's working from home and everyone finally has a little bit more time and the game is having constant updates from a very good dev team you you got something like what's happening right now with tarkov do you think it's something like what this comes to mind what comes to mind is like maybe tarkov is like the dark souls of shooters you know it's it's that game that's challenging it's hard and and at first what i think it is is like when you watch it you don't know what's going on. So instantly, it's very easy to appreciate someone who kind of looks like they know what they're doing and, and understands the game. Whereas like you'll watch some other games that are really easy to to understand and really easy to to play. And it's very, I, I don't know, boring, I guess you could say for the viewer because they already kind of know what's going on. Sometimes they they might get into a backseat kind of mentality and like, oh, you should do this and that. But in Tarkov, the game is so so complex it's so deep it's it's there's so many different decisions and, and things that you have to keep in mind that just watching it is such an entertaining engaging um experience because the game itself isn't simple it's something that that you can appreciate watching someone work out as they play i think i think that's probably what makes it also a very good um stream game in addition to the fact that the pacing for it and i know because you and i we both stream a lot like compared to games like squad or proscriptum or hell at loose the pacing for tarkov for streaming is just there's something about it that's like really really good it gets really really tense there's a lot of um downtime to where you can interact with chat it's not like go 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 but it's not slow all the time and even when it is slow it's because it's it's tense you're sitting in a in a bush you're waiting you hear things like it's there's a lot of emotions that literally just from watching it, I know you and I have said that you have to play it to get the full experience, but just from watching it, it's it can be a horror movie sometimes. It could be a comedy. It could be, you know, a, a drama. <laughs> <laughs> it covers all of these things, and it's 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 so very interesting, and I'm very glad 
that escape from Tarkov when Maze Tree. So to a second note to kind of piggyback off of that topic is like, how do you think that EFT going mainstream has affected the the tactical shooter um, kind of variety or not variety, but niche as a whole? The, oh man, that, that's a good question. I feel like Tarkov has set the bar in, in like, at a certain level that I'm, I'm looking and we were talking about this as we're coming up, uh, you know, for our, our discussion points, it's, it's, it's kind of like an indie studio. You have certain expectations uh, of quality of games of, uh, you know, the gameplay loop experience updates, communication, uh, community interaction, community response, all this type of stuff. You, you, you understand at a certain level, you're like, okay, this is an indie game. Uh, and I mean, this game is still in beta mm -hmm. technically, you know, it's all this perpetual beta type stuff that we have nowadays, but this like, dude, I, I just floored that they're able to do all this. And if I had to just kind of look at Tarkov and say for maybe the success or maybe where they just hit it, right. It's just the devs, I think said screw you guys like i want this game to be how i want it to be and by not budging i think we talked a bit maybe on our postscriptum i forget a couple maybe uh you know five podcasts ago we're talking about there's there's a, a tendency for devs to listen too much to the community or to to maybe uh compromise where they shouldn't have it seems like for the most part Battle State says this is the experience we want, and you're either going to like it or you're not, and I don't care. And people have embraced that, and it creates this really tight knit community that just embraces the suck, that embraces getting Tarkovd, and I think that itself has almost just snowballed to this unstoppable uh, machine that Tarkov is. So I I don't know how you can you can look at any of these other games and say that they're even close to Tarkov, whether that's a, that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's, it's almost like they're in different uh, playing fields. And the only thing that I think like a squad, like an OWI or uh, is it New World with Insurgency, like any of these things that any of these other indie studios, if they're looking at Battlestate, I, I, I don't know. It, they've just, they nailed it. They, they just have said, we want to do this. And I'm, I'm hoping that the V2, V3 updates for squad, where we now have Fuzzhead coming in and saying, hey, you know, I think we've compromised on a few things that made it more casual. The squad gameplay loop was a little bit more casual. Uh, these things that took away from PR, maybe they're, they're now going to go the route that Battlestate's going and just going, you know, putting their head down and making the game how they want to be. But I, I don't know, man. It's it's something that I'm not seeing from any other studio, if I'm being honest. Yeah, there's something very clearly. I don't know if it's because the devs are Russian and they do maybe most of their communication with the community in Russian or whatever it is. But there's something that's very distinct about Tarkov in the sense that you feel like they have direction. They don't really ask, hey, community, 100%. where do you want us to go? They, they know where they're going. They don't really need to ask. They don't need to do double takes and check. I mean, sometimes they'll add something in like bad, bad combat meds that, that give you percent damage reduction. Or <laughs> yeah, something or crazy like launcher, that. Right? You know, yeah. Or the grenade launcher, something completely overpowered and they'll tweak it and stuff. But you, it's not like you see Tarkov devs going like, hey, what do you guys think of this? We want to know. Like, they, <laughs> it's very clearly <laughs> they're running the show. You're along for the ride. If something is completely in 
been absolutely you know messed up they do you know listen to community feedback and change it if it is that big of an outcry but generally the the, the devs at battle stay are like hey this is what we're doing and it's like you get a very clear feeling of like what they're going to do next and and you just trust them with it whereas i think that's very different from games like squad and postscriptum um but hell at loose does seem to have direction as well where they don't really listen like hey yep. what do you guys want they, they hell at loose has a vision too it's very clear you know you know that you can trust them to get things done and that, that they know what they want to do and how they want their game to be played versus games like squad and postscriptum where it's kind of like uh, I mean, Postscriptum did, it, at the very beginning, have a lot of features that they planned on adding without asking the community. They just charged through and started doing things like adding gore or adding weapon resting. They had things that they wanted to do. But it, it feels like Postscriptum just, it just ran out of steam. Whereas Tarkov is still chugging along. Hello, this is still chugging along. And then Squad, <laughs> Squad, ever since, like, I think vehicles got added, or excuse me, helicopters got added, ever since then, it's kind of felt like Squad has kind of been, like, trying different things like maybe we do this and the community likes this maybe we work on the like it doesn't feel like squad is like hey this is what we want to do next this is the next update yep. this is going to have the boom this is how it's going to change the game um it's just like maybe we add the new insurgent things and we add a map here and it's just like all this tiny stuff that's going around trying to like hey maybe you'll like this kind of candy but it's it's never like as bold it doesn't feel as bold or as straightforward the patches don't feel as as like hey this is what we're focusing on now as as much as hell it loose with their massive reworks or tarkov when whenever they do like big wipes or introduce a new system um it, it's 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 really really refreshing i think to play games even if they're not triple a titles to play games like tarkov or hell it loose where it feels it really does feel like that dev studio even like it's so funny too because tarkov does it with like little to to no communication with the community i mean they do podcasts and stuff but <laughs> a little to no communication they just freaking do it but hell at loose is like on the up opposite side of the spectrum they're constantly releasing dev vlogs they're talking to the subreddit and stuff but both of them feel like hey we know where we're going with the next update and it's gonna be big that's what it feels like we know where we're going and it's going to be big you get excited yeah you get excited uh, so hopefully moving in, you know, with, with fuzz and, and, and some changes within OWI, uh, we do get some really cool things happening, um, for the next year and, and for the future updates. But until then, like, I, I think Tarkov is still going to be that game. That's like, I have my faith in Tarkov. They're going to run into some problems. I, I can totally see it, but they've been constantly releasing guns. I mean, even the, have you seen the new streets trailer? Oh yeah. Looks yeah. Great. It's, 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 it's really exciting. Um, but yeah, I know I've been rambling for a bit here for Tarkov, but it's 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 a really different feeling between the between the games here. Yeah, and it's maybe kind of my last thoughts on on Tarkov as well. It it feels like that they they have something that nothing out there is is scratching the itch, and I have seen YouTubers, uh, uh, streamers, people on Twitter. Like just kind of almost complaining that everyone's stuck in this Call of Duty Cold War vibe, where you have this perpetual kind of crappy, just twitch shooter spawn in BR, like just repeat, and it's all kind of casual. I mean, Black Ops Cold War is essentially you know Modern Warfare, which was essentially the Black Ops Three. Like it's just on repeat, it's rehashed, and there's so many people that I, I see. That are just like this is is this all gaming is, and mm -hmm. every time that I try to to convince people to check out something like a Tarkov, 
you know, they all just roll their eyes like, oh, my God, it's just so slow. It's a loot simulator. It's, just, it's Tetris. It's blah, blah, blah. And then if you can somehow convince them to try playing it, they get really into it and they really like it because it has everything that you actually want to get from a Call of Duty just in a game that is actually a little bit more hardcore and fun and realistic and emotional. And if you just you just have to the barrier to entry from these tactical games, tactical shooter games have has been so high, I feel like for for so long that now I'm I'm hoping as we go into 2021, what Tarkov has done this year has been amazing. And I have a feeling it's going to be much more of a mainstay in just general FPS gaming instead of super niched as it has been for the past couple of years. Oh yeah, I definitely think that we've we've even reached that point already where where Tarkov is now like you say Tarkov and a lot of people kind of know what you're talking about. I think most definitely it's going to be really exciting to see uh, now that it's here and now that people are playing it. It's a consistent, you know, top viewed game on Twitch. What ideas does it spark? What competitors will rise up? Because that's when we get more stuff for the consumer. And I hope that a lot of other companies or other game developers see see the success of Tarkov and say, hey, we can make a game like this. We can, you know, have success with making a hardcore tactical shooter that doesn't baby people, that has, you know, very, very in-depth mechanics and complex design and and exciting it's really exciting because it sets a new bar like you said earlier and hopefully we see other people rise to the challenge in creating games like that so that us you know as gamers as consumers we get access to you know more games that are like this and we can we can have a variety of games that we can choose in this niche and we're not completely always locked down to tarkov but to wrap it all up for tarkov what do you think tarkov deserves as a grade for its performance this year a plus a plus. A, a I would plus agree plus. with that. Yeah. A plus S. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Knocked it out of the park. Knocked yeah, it out of the park. List, S. You know, this would. Yeah. A plus for sure. Uh, they did. They did great. And really looking forward to seeing what uh what they have in store for 2021. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so moving on to the second highlight of this year, squad release. Finally at the door. Four or five years in the making. Uh, finally hits V1. Um, and. Yeah, what do you what do you think of that, boy? We the game that we've been playing and making content for 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 years. It's it's actually it's actually more or less at its oh I it, it, I feels really weird and borderline sad to say this was like it's it's not completed but it kind of feels completed and that's not necessarily a good. Do you feel like, the, just like the chapter is ending? That's the way it it seems a little bit. It feels like, like the book is closing. I'll put it that way. It doesn't feel like it's opening, right? It feels like it's closing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, I think it's what I, I've got to say is that um, Squad had such a high point, and I don't know if it was internal, uh, maybe organization issues or management issues or uh, losing track of timelines or over, I don't know, overextending, biting off more than they could chew. They really got such a good just jump of energy with with v1 release and man did it fall off and it's really disappointing to say that because uh we were supposed to get v2 content in october and we're not going to get it till at least january uh and i know they don't they probably don't come back i think they made a discord post they don't come back for like another week and a half or something like that so um i am i am so excited that squad like squad a year from uh from now or from yeah squad a year ago was almost a completely different game 
compared to where it is now. And they've done great things. V2 is, is looking good for the SDK as well. So all you modders out there, if you can mod the game, whether you're doing small gameplay tweaks like uh, with y'all's mod, or if you have the complete overhaul mods like Galactic Contention, like the, the future is bright, but I think a lot of people this year, when they're kind of going over their games, they shouldn't have forgotten about squad in at the end of December, but I feel like a lot of people have, and that's disappointing. Yeah, I I, I agree. Whereas like they, they felt like there was a lot of momentum. There's a lot of momentum when V1 dropped. Everyone ha was having fun. There's a lot of people coming back. There's a lot of lot of momentum, and then it just fell off. And this is, I guess, where we get to the part where it feels like the fire is kind of. I don't know if it's it feels like there's a whole bunch of tiny fires or if there's like a very, one very confused fire. It just feels like the direction <laughs> and the the momentum at squad is is torn in different ways. And maybe this is because of like leadership problems or whatever. Because like we know the CEO is leaving as well, and that that's got to do something to the company. You know, having the CEO that's been behind the company for you know essentially since squad has has started um, step down and and depart like that that has to be a signal to some inner workings. I would imagine to to what it's like behind the scenes because i i don't know i just feel like i i hate to say it too because i love this game i've said it so many times but it kind of feels like the game is like it's kicked out the door it's v1 release they're getting it out and now they're just doing a little bit of of workshop cleanup and then and then that's that's gonna yep. be it and and i don't like that feeling because i love this game so much and i want to be playing it for a while and it scares me it literally scares me because we think how long pr players had to play PR until they got like squad, right? The the spiritual successor. Like I'm wondering, is anyone gonna pick up or or are there any games on the horizon that are gonna <laughs> fill that sequel-ish feeling to squad, or are we just gonna be left with squad like PR players were for multiple years until a new competitor rises? And that's that's scary to me because I think maybe I'm spoiled, right? Maybe we're spoiled. Maybe we're just used to getting content update, content update. Ooh, look, new, new system. Ooh, look, new, new content. And, and, and it's just like, we've hit that waterfall and now we're hitting that dry spell. And it's just, I don't know. I, I it's, it's, it's strange times ahead for sure. But I definitely think that, Hey, there's a gap right now for other games to, you know, start announcing. I know we have a battlefield three. This is one of the newer hype things is battlefield three released its modding tools. Have you heard of this? Yeah, I was playing it uh, this past weekend. Oh, what do you think yeah, of that? Venice, uh, what is it? Venice, Venice Unleashed? Unleashed yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so I was actually... Wow, we didn't even talk about this to talk about the uh, in our in our pre-session here. But yeah, Venice Unleashed, I was playing uh, some, I guess, more just like hardcore, I guess, mods. And I played like a gun game. Uh, and I, like, I am super excited to see how... Uh, the reality mod is that what they call it just reality mod i think mod? so yeah or yeah the new one so it's basically if you guys do not know what we're talking about this is battlefield 3 uh venice unleashed basically is a modding platform for battlefield 3 that you can now you, if you have to, if you have a legal copy of battlefield 3 you can download this client uh, venice unleashed and you can now play modded battlefield 3 games and there's anything from small tweaks where they pretty much like would remove like the blue tint from battlefield three. They kind of messed around with maybe some, uh, some like momentum or some movements, uh, maybe some, some guns and weapons, things like that. Uh, but the, what the biggest thing is the reality mod, which is 
basically project reality in Battlefield 3 instead of Battlefield 2. And when I was playing Venice Unleashed, I, I, ha I was having fun. It, it basically felt, since I was in a, a very slightly modded server, it felt like a better Battlefield 3, just ever so slightly. But I could see the, like, Battlefield 3, even though it's old, it actually holds up fairly well. And I mean, I yeah, visually. Yeah, visually. And, but I, I played Project Reality maybe a month and a half ago just to try it out, played it for a few hours. I, I just I couldn't get into it, man. I was just so, I just was not not having it. It was it was cool. I had some cool moments. It was fun, but it felt super like you're gonna like it if maybe you've you played it and you've only been playing it for years. But I feel like Battlefield Three could actually, or the the reality mod with Venice Unleashed. I feel like that could actually be a, a really good stepping stone for people moving from Project Reality, but also maybe moving away from Squad, at least trying it out. It, Venice Unleashed is, is pretty cool for what it is. Yeah, I think we're just getting started with like all the development possibilities, uh, and, and it's going to be really interesting. I know we talk about modding a lot on this podcast, but it's going to be really interesting to see what the community can come up with using such an amazing engine like the Frostbite engine and just seeing, like, to this day, I have to say, like, Battlefield 3 was released how long ago? And it still looks absolutely stunning. Like, the, the ability to actually get I, in I there. I was surprised. Yeah, it, the ability to get in there now and tweak things is going to be, I, I think, like, that is a sleeper. Like, if you're sleeping on Venice Unleashed, do some research, look at some videos. And we're only just now seeing the, the very bare minimum of, of what is possible with modding a triple A game, which hasn't been possible in God knows how long. Uh, just because like modding, and we talked about this before, modding as a as a service has kind of been like discontinued by triple A titles. And I have to say, just playing triple A titles, it's it, it's so nice. Like when I go, and I, I did a short stunt of, uh, or stint of when we played um, Valorant or, or even some other triple A title mm. by a big studio, it's like, wow. Wow, it's so nice playing a game that is optimized, <laughs> that runs smoothly, yeah. the controls make sense, there's nice little features, it looks it looks great. There's something about playing AAA games that I think is is you really, really begin to appreciate <laughs> after you've been playing tactical shooters that are made by indie studios in early access for a couple years. <laughs> so I, I think it's yeah, seeing Battlefield 3 get modded. And potentially get some, you know, postscript or not postscript, but like squad or PR vibes. I think that's going to be that's something that everyone should be keeping on their radar because that's it's pretty exciting stuff. But going back to squad, <laughs> which is what we were originally talking about here. Um, so I know we had like even even squad caught a lot of eyeballs, right? We had Shroud pop on a couple times. We had Sacriel hop on. Um, who else played squad? I know there's a couple of other big names. Um, yeah, but uh, I mean, Doctor Disrespect like too. Yeah, Doctor Disrespect. Uh, I know Lyric um, played it a little bit. Uh, you had pretty much every, uh, maybe even XQC was playing it. You had people play it, and that, that's why when I look at uh, Tarkov and when I look at Squad, obviously they're they're tax shooters, but they're they're very different. I mean, you can you can have a much different experience in Tarkov by yourself than in Squad, especially as a streamer. You know, uh, the the overall. Uh, community interaction. I mean, we saw with with Doctor Disrespect, the server basically just died from everyone <laughs> trying to get in. Uh, things like that are always going to be uh, a little bit different, but like Tarkov built on this momentum, and this the this momentum that we're now seeing, we actually saw last December as well. 
Like this same type of, of thing happened last year and Tarkov really got going December, January last year and they haven't stopped. And now we have big updates coming in for this next year. We have uh, maps throughout uh, the most recent one being the woods expansion. We also had customs expansion. There's been a lot of positive things that have happened in squad or in, in Tarkov that if squad could have stayed on track on the roadmap, I, I feel like we would have people that would still be playing squad more. I'm not saying we don't have people that, that are, uh, you know, that aren't playing squad, but I know for a fact, you know, a bunch of people you're in your group of uh, guys that you typically play with who still don't play right now because it's, uh, we're waiting or I got something else to do, or it's just not enticing. Like there's, there's nothing right now that when you looked at squad release that we really have that wasn't released on september 25th it's exactly the same yeah i think i think there's some correlation as well between like the content creator community or just like the content creation like you can see it just in the videos or the streams the difference between tarkov and squad right like squad streams like i'll be honest squad streams and videos are not nearly i think as entertaining as some, as some tarkov videos or, or streams and, and I don't know if that's because there's like some kind of, um, it's probably because they're just generally different games and that's probably it. But I feel like Tarkov also leaned very heavily into making sure that their game um, was, was, was streamable or, or, you know, fostering their streamer community. I know you and I talked about this very briefly, uh, but just like as content creators, right, at, for the squad community, it feels like the, the <laughs> general, the general consensus is like the tarkov community is is one community together they help each other out they stream with each other yep. um they're 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 pushed the, the twitch drops is so big for that community and i don't even know how squad would begin to integrate with twitch but it just feels like the approach that both games have to content creation is just is very different and 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 one thing that you'd have to do a whole bunch of research and 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 testing and 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 studies on is does that have a definitive um impact on the popularity of a game and if so like what measures should be taken from studios to to kind of feed that because one thing i can tell you for sure is like i still to this day get messages like hey karma you're the reason i bought squad like your your videos and we know for yeah. a long time squad did zero marketing so i think there's like some really interesting research here to be done on like how effective you can utilize you know content creators or or how important they are to the survival of a game just because it's when you think about squad content creators, like honestly, it's it's you, it's me, uh, <laughs> it's it's maybe a couple of Nikolai's videos for sure. It's uh, Drewski drops a video here and there, but there's no like dedicated squad streamer or content creator aside from you or me. You know, it's not that kind of game. Whereas Tarkov, you could rattle off tons of names, and it's pretty interesting yeah. that at this stage, five years in, it's still for the most part you, me, Nikolai. <laughs> It's it's very weird because I was thinking of this the other day and like as a not to get too off track, but since we're, we're even talking about it, the, the way that the community feels about Tarkov and about squad, I feel like the streamer community also feels or the content creator community has that same type of feeling where you're all in this together. Uh, and, and I feel like with squad yeah you're it's a very supportive community and don't get me wrong like i say this all the time like if you're a new player like squad is probably one of the best communities that i've been a part of uh that i've had in gaming just the, the pleasure of meeting new people and, and learning and uh teaching new people it's it's amazing 
but when it when it comes to like collaboration or you know feeling like you're part of a, a i guess a group or something like that tarkov just has such a bigger reach and the things that can happen in in tarkov like it kind of it almost evens the playing field maybe in a way because you have people where if you get really really good in squad yeah you're you're most likely going to just roll a server or you're you're just going to go you're going to pop off and you know sometimes it can just get super stale or whatever but in in tarkov you can kind of you know hey today let's uh let's do duos with with uh, this person or let's like Let's do a five man and, and see what happens. Let's let's try to go, you know, just leg meta and see what stupid shenanigans we can do. Uh, whereas if you do that in squad, it's almost like you're ruining other people's games just to try to have fun, you know? Yeah, that's a, I, I definitely. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. No, it, yeah, no, go go ahead because it's that that one thing is what frustrates me. Whereas you're kind of boxed in to a certain point because you want to have fun. But at the expense of like a hundred people, it's it's like dude, that sucks. I I agree with you completely. Like, and I didn't really. We're getting some weird things on this podcast episode. <laughs> but yeah, like I didn't even think about that before. Whereas like I, when I make content, I can't really do too many like crazy challenges or do this because I've I've fifty people on the server. Okay, people think that when I super fob, I just drop a super fob and I don't give a shit what my team says. And then, usually the only times I drop super fob is if I go through every SL. I'm like, hey, are you okay if we super fob? Are you okay if we super fob? Because I'm not gonna, I'm not about to sit there and ruin the time for thirty other people. Like I'm, I usually when i super fob i'm making sure like before we get into the match i'm asking everyone <laughs> on the team are you okay if we do this because i know that and, and i'm just being a considerate human being i know there's 30 40 other people in the whole team and then the 50 people on the other team that are like <laughs> experiencing this with me <laughs> i'm not about to subject the entire server to my super fob unless like all the sls check out on it so like it's very clear, like, every time I play squad, I have to play it a certain way to make sure that not only my, not only am I having a good time, but the team is having a good time. And it's this really weird obligation, you know, that, that once especially yeah. you become um, more of a, more, a, a bigger personality, whether, like, on stream or, or YouTube, like, you have this, this responsibility, right, to, to ensure that everyone plays the game to a a, a, a a somewhat competent level and that when you're playing with them that you're 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 enabling that experience you're not doing too many weird things because uh, let's be real like you and i catch a lot of flack for doing like oh you know karma did this weird ass super fob it's like yeah but i checked out with most of the sls to do this like it's <laughs> like and people get the wrong idea but even just watching it right even just watching it people just jump yeah. to that conclusion of like oh you know you're just you're just doing it for content and i'm like i'm sitting there like i'm i remember reading this comment and this triggered the crap out of me too it's like i'm sitting here <laughs> And I'm working. I, I've led the squad ops community for two, three years now. I, I, I put like a whole month of work into into getting the the ops mod working, right? And I, I see this coming like, Karma only does all this for content. And I'm like, really, dude? I, I started this entire One Life community that's running to this day, and I pay for all the servers and I do this just for content. Like, it's, it's just, it just blows my mind um, the perceptions that some people have. And like that, really, like you said, when you talk about boxed in, that that is a really, really big feeling that we get when we play these games on stream or when we're recording it's like you feel boxed you have to do the meta thing because if you like you try to do some cool things for content but if you do some like yeah like you you that's a really 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 thin line to, to toe like you cross that a, a touch and it's like 
he's just farming content ruining experience for the team and you just don't you don't want to deal with that so it's like it's well what also like to add on to that if you try it and it doesn't work you got 40 minutes of some broke ass game that you got to try to just slog through yeah <laughs> whereas like if it happens in tarkov hey that didn't work and let's uh reset and get a new raid yeah tarkov and, is I mean, so much more instanced right it's it's so much smaller yeah. and you can do crazy things like different challenges or even running with duos i i really do think that tarkov just all the stars that could have possibly aligned to make a game go freaking viral aligned with tarkov it hits everything it's exciting to watch it's a complex game it's got perfect it's like the one of the best games for collaboration because it's like you go in with duos or whatever it's really intense um it's just they did so much and i, I don't even think they planned for it they didn't even plan for it to go viral right it's not a game that's built to go like hey this is this is gonna be we're gonna be like call of duty we're gonna have all the players yeah. it wasn't built like that and they just all the stars align and it's like it's good but it's just crazy yeah and I feel like, like, I think what we were talking about squad when we started all this, like, mm -hmm. I feel like squad could have had, obviously it's 100% different between squad and, uh, and, and Tarkov in terms of just the type of experience as well, but being able to, uh, to just capture the momentum, like Tarkov just cap capture that and just built on it is, is why we're still talking about Tarkov where we're talking about Tarkov and while we're why we we're talking about squad how we are right now mm -hmm. we they had such a good opportunity to do it we were so excited i i know like i want to try new and exciting things uh I, I want the mods to work so we can keep trying new and exciting things i want the new insurgent stuff i want v2 i want x y and z we still don't have it and at the end of 2020 which should have been a banner year for squad i'm <laughs> i'm kind of like okay all right, well, we'll, we'll uh, hey, I'll see you in V2, mm -hmm. <laughs> whenever that is, and uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just, um, like, I think most of the frustration, and we've said this multiple times, but just to rehash it, like, the most of the frustration that you and I have with this game is just knowing that it could have gone a much different direction. Exactly. It, it, that, that's it. Like, it, it's okay how it is. Let's be, like, honestly, it's okay how it is right now. It's fine. No one's, it, it, like, we've, I've gotten 3,100 hours out of the game. It's completely fine. But it's just yeah. knowing that we had that golden era. We had it. It was there. It was tangible. And then it kind of just was like, whoop. <laughs> it was just like, yeah. okay, I guess. Um, but that all, all in all, what would you say that you give squads for a grade for its performance uh, this year? You're smiling. Why are you smiling? What, are you thinking of your grade? Do you have to, I, it's um, just, I'm see. putting you on the spot because you're the first one. That's putting me on the spot. Okay. All right. If, if I had to give squad... Uh, I, I think it would be a disservice to get them any anything less than a B, mm -hmm. um, and may, maybe edging on on a on a, a B plus type thing. But I I think from honestly, squad a year ago uh, was was not release ready. And yes, there's issues with it. Yes, there's problems with it. But I just had an awesome six hours of squad today. I had memorable games. I had a lot of fun. I, I still like playing squad. I still enjoy it. I still love making content for it. Um, I still load in and play with people every day in squad. I just, it could have been an A year and it's, it's not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the thing is like, it could have been an A plus year. It could have, I know for a fact it Definitely. could have been, 
Um, but I, I, I will, I, I will concur. I will also give it like a, I'd say a B, uh, I, I could go B plus B minus depending on a couple things that happened throughout yep. the year. Um, but definitely, I think, uh, I think the most disheartening thing and the reason why it's getting a B right now is just because I do feel like the book is closing. The chapter is ending. I mean, with, with Merlin, the CEO leaving, like that's, that, that, that's like a big hit. Like that does, that shakes my confidence, like pretty, pretty, pretty hard. And it's just really disheartening to to see something like that happen i mean it's like i said it's great five years of development five years of hard freaking work owi you did it games out v1 i just want more <laughs> i'm just greedy <laughs> so so i i give yeah. you guys a b plus oh yeah b plus sounds right just because i know for a fact that it could have if we got you know the marines if we got the v2 update like before the end yep. of the year hell yeah 100 you're getting an a but delay 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 and then god knows we don't even have like a defined date come january come new, come new year of like when v2's dropping god knows how much longer it could get delayed it's just like i i don't know you, you get a b for that i'm sorry but that's just that's just how the cookie crumbles i guess uh but yeah i guess we should move on because we are we are chugging through some time here uh the next game i guess we could talk about here let's change things up right let's 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 add some nice things on the horizon, right? Let's talk about the future. Nice things on the horizon yeah, the of 2021. Future. What games? So is, yeah. Yeah. Is it, what 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 out of everything, whether it's uh, a new game coming in or maybe some updates, is, is there something that in 2021 that isn't Tarkov, that isn't Squad, that isn't any of these things, is there something that catches your eye where you're like, hey, I think this is actually going to be really cool? Oh boy. So, I mean, I guess we could look at the new generation of tactical shooters as a whole and just, I mean, I'll list them out just in case, you know, some of you guys who are listening to the podcast haven't heard of these games. Um, maybe they'll, you know, it's like, oh, new games that we can, we can talk about. We've got a couple of cool things coming, right? We've got Beyond the Wire, which is by Redstone, um, which is a, a, a group that's using the off-world core, which is the same core that squad's using. It was World War One shooter. Pretty interesting stuff. Um, definitely have a way to go, but I think there is some promising gameplay there. We've got uh, Operation Harsh Doorstop, which is, if you hadn't heard of it, it's going to be uh, Blue Drake 42's custom game, which you can, he's got a whole bunch of videos, go check that out. Um, Ground Branch has been chugging along. Uh, Escalation we'll talk about as well. Uh, Ready or Not, which has had an, oh, is that a weird, it, it, like, have you been following that? Let's start there. Have you been following it's Ready not, or Not? It's not ready. It's not ready. <laughs> but, um, it's, yeah, no, oh, it's, it seems like I, so these type of SWAT games, I, did you ever play the original SWAT? I did not. Okay. I was super pumped when I, like, I had people, like, what, almost earlier this year, I think, when we first start, started getting some gameplay from it, right? Is, is that how? Like, yeah. it, it was positive at the beginning of this year and the end of last year, if I'm There's a lot of hype, yep. There's yeah, a hype. So mm -hmm. I got a lot. I, I remember, because uh, I was also d delving a little bit into Ground Branch, uh, which is also, you know, same type of feel-ish. Uh, and then... I get an update into Ready or Not. I think I actually might have looked at a at a Big Fry video because um, I know he's been following these types of games for ages. Uh, and I was just so disappointed in Ready or Not where I it's I was like, I'm actually impressed that they managed to ruin this so spectacularly. <laughs> it was rough. Their gameplay trailers looked really good. It looked gory. It looked mysterious. It looked edgy. And then we got to, and there was a lot of hype. People were really behind the studio. And then 
it released into an open beta or like an open showcase gameplay testing thing for pvp and it was a mess the sounds were all over the place the animations were weird the game looked like uh, it just did not it was not good it was not pretty and ever since then like i think ready or not has gone pretty quiet i think the community has a good chunk of it not all of it but a good chunk of it has turned on it it's just that was going to be one of the games that i was very excited for i played the technical test and was not impressed so that until any future notice has been knocked off my hype list <laughs> yeah. that is no longer well, a game i'm looking forward for didn't it, it it seemed to be something that was so tactical and if i recall correctly it almost felt like uh like siege or something just like that's how it not, looked yeah yeah it looked just a lot different and felt a lot different from the original impressions that you got from the game and it's just yeah i um i i feel like in order to come back from that just horrible experience they kind of have to do what uh, uh what is it uh, no man's sky did just go dark fix whatever they got to fix like just literally focus yeah. on that one yeah and just come back and say hey hey we kind of screwed up but this is what we, we actually still delivered do. yeah exactly so maybe but i that's not even on my radar man like i don't know yeah that's <laughs> no. like when when it is 100 confirmed good i'll look at it again but I'm, I'm not spending any time diving in or looking at you know secret leaks and stuff like that is so far like it it gets an f honestly for <laughs> for its performance yeah. this year it's it was a complete letdown i don't know why they let people play test it early it was just a mess uh so yeah that'll wrap up ready or not real quick uh, operation harsh doorstop have you heard much about that uh yes yeah so uh blue drake and his is it actually just called blue drake studios i believe is that drakeling labs i think it is Drakeling now? Lab. yeah, yeah mm -hmm. correct yeah drakeling labs yeah so i i've been uh casually following this and some people do pop in uh every once in a while and say hey check it out i had someone dm me say this this game is going to change the face of all tactical shooters in the future and i kind of I, I can kind of see it I, I do like what they're doing especially just being this whole uh what is open source is that what, what we call it yeah Where... i think that's the that's the uh the angle is open source yeah it seems really interesting it, it gives me very uh alpha squad vibes it, it kind of gives me like when i was looking at uh, blue drake's videos and and kind of looking at the dev process and just the the overall feel of the game it feels very uh 2015 squad and not in a bad way if that makes any sense mm -hmm. so i i'm i'm excited to see where it goes uh i just i I, I want to I, I don't know how to put this in in a way that people are not going to take it wrong i am excited to see the game i am just sick of playing perpetual beta games you know like unfinished games yeah so i, I will be following this closely i'm super excited uh, blue drake's great guy great content creator and, and now uh, with operation harsh doorstep i'm super excited to see where it goes um when it's in a good spot i will be more than happy to dive in and, and actually spend some time to uh, give it a, a full-on uh you know spin yeah, so that might be like, this is my, I, I guess I'm kind of biased when it comes to Operation Hard Store Stop because like I know Blue as a, as a content creator, he, he helped me get my, my first couple, you know, steps up from, from just being, it being a hobby and just going main, not mainstream, but going, uh, I guess 
more or less professional like he was a big influence for me but just knowing how much passion this dude has for his game i think when we talk about fire and and direction like i know blue has an idea he's not stumbling about and he wants to get it done so yeah. i have confidence in his vision we will just but like staying real right we just gonna have to see how that comes out realistically and, and what the actual uh execution looks like but i have faith in the man in the man's vision and direction it's just you know it's early it's definitely like you said early squad vibes uh but like when i when i think like it's so sad because i keep going back i keep punching on squad but it's like like squad doesn't have that it's not like all right this is the next system or update like it is all like this is the direction we're going you don't have that whereas like i'll talk to blue or we watch uh hell at loose it's like yeah this is what we're talking about this is what we're going this is what we're doing or we we, we just like yeah. i think that's such a that's such an important thing for a dev studio that I think that really, I think I realized that recently is like, it, it's not enough to just put out pretty content and to just keep like feeding us. I, I guess more or less I see it like candy, just superficial, like, oh, like nice piece of candy and then it wears off fast and you, you lose that sugar high. But like, it, it's that direction, that passion, that, that kind of long-term goal or idea that's in someone's head that you can see and you want to follow them in that journey. Um, to achieving it and then not only stopping when they get there but continuing um i think that's really appealing to me and i don't really see that too often so blues operation hush doorstep i definitely think that if you haven't heard of it you should check it out but i mean i get those same kind of vibes with like venice unleashed right battlefield 3 like that's a big project that's a that's a project that yeah. takes passion right you don't just freaking do like it's not like oh we're adding a new faction and stuff or we're just gonna tweak a couple things you're, you're doing something big with that right and you're enabling others to do something big and so that is also, I think, a sleeper. And we talked about that before, so I'm not going to hash too much into it. But like those two, I think, are going to be moving into the next year, two projects that I think will really carry us through 2021. I hope so. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm excited for for these types of things. I, I obviously like the, you know, the, the big boys out there that are, I mean, these are indie studios, but, you know, a little less indie than a dev team, a mod team, you know, making something happen like Venice. Uh, and and then a you know a much smaller team uh, like Draculin Labs, um, but I I'm super excited. You know, like I said, don't don't take it the wrong way. I absolutely I see the passion. Uh, I I see you know I, I watched his whole. I think he had he did a really long video of him just talking about Operation Hush Doorstep. And <laughs> all I, those I, I videos are really long I videos. The whole, I know I've wa I watched the whole. Th I was intrigued because he he just talks about it and you can tell he just loves the project uh, project. And the the end result that they've gotten to at this point, so yeah, one hundred percent on board. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's fair to give any of these guys grades because they're just working on stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but I I think it's something to keep an eye out for, uh, in the future. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty interesting stuff, and like some other smaller things and other projects I've been working on or that that have been worked on, like Ground Branch. I, that game's been in development forever, but like. Even that game, I, I don't know why I keep touching on this, but like even that game, you feel like there's direction, right? You feel like you know that they're yeah. chugging along, they want to do something, and they're fucking doing it. That's awesome, it's passionate, <laughs> they're, they're, they're executing. Um, or, or uh, yeah, it's just uh, Ground Branch has been like a, a really cool game that it's it's more or less a sleeper game. It's really not a popular game by any stretch of the imagination. Like it's it's very low key, but like when you play, it, it's like a lot of you can feel the love that has gone in. Well, you got into that you vision. had. Like was it springtime? I I think I know I I got a little bit into uh, Ground Branch, checked it out a bit, or I think earlier this year, 
um maybe even a little bit last year as well i, I i'm losing track of time 20 to 2020 right mm -hmm. uh but that one it definitely felt like uh i when i played it i i think honestly maybe a year ago i played it i've seen some updates i've seen uh some some maybe quality of life type stuff i haven't seen too many <laughs> groundbreaking stuff from ground branch uh this year to really change my opinion yeah i know they have a they have a very clear direction uh they have a very uh good idea of what they want the game to be i maybe i'm just not in the loop as much as i thought but it it doesn't seem drastically different from 2019 ground branch no, they 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 work very 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 slowly. But every time they make updates and stuff, it's 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 stuff that is system changing or it's it's. I think there's there's a lot of passion there, and I feel that passion. And it's definitely by no stretch of the imagination a popular game. But yeah. as far as like development, like if like they they get like an A plus for me <laughs> just because of like that. I know they team. work slow, but it's like with what they can do, they do a lot, and so they deserve some love. If you haven't heard of it. Um, I definitely recommend you check it out, uh, like for all the viewers listening. But... Yeah, I, I would. When we played it, the the groups that do play Ground Branch, uh, they basically brought me under their wing. We had a great time, uh, you know, doing the operations and stuff. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those games where I would feel confident buying it because I am on board with the dev studio. I just know they move very slow. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. yeah. It's like, it's one of those games where you don't need to find full servers. You just go in with like, you find a buddy or two, you're like, hey, let's play some ground branch. And you go in, you set exactly. up a co-op versus AI lobby and you have a good time. And it's, is there something like special about ground branch that makes it feel not like a, a, a full game game, but almost like, um, I don't know, almost like a training sim. I, there's something weird about like the vibe I get from ground branch. It's not like a game in my mind. It's like a, it, it's, it's like a short experience, short I don't know how I would describe it, but it's, it's a very I know exactly game. what you mean. I don't know how to phrase it, but yeah, it's it feels like uh, more of an experience than a game. Yeah, like a like puzzle. You just, you, yeah, you, you go in, you try to figure out how to get through this operation uh, with your buddy, and you're like, okay, cool. And then you're just like, I, I might not play it for a little bit, but then you're like, hey, dude, uh, you want to just go in Ground Branch for like uh, half an hour, an hour, and figure out what, what to do? Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's very fun. It's kind of... I don't know if you ever played GTFO. Um, I have not also, yet. I still need to. Yeah, you should. You should. I, I, technically, I guess that's not really tactical shooter e, but it has that same vibe where you, you go in. The game isn't completely finished. You know, it's still in beta, like or even alpha. I don't know. It's super early access, kind of like Ground Branch. Uh, but you can tell the devs just are are on board. They have a direction. They they know what they want to achieve. And because of that, even though the game isn't completely fleshed out, you enjoy the current product that you get, yeah, which is very, out. very important. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I, I recommend it. Yeah, grab a few people. Uh, get, get what is it, four, I believe, and yeah, have fun. Have you, have you jumped into VR at all yet? I don't have a VR setup. Uh, I'm, I'm looking into this next year and, and trying to, to see how I can uh, just dive into that. Because I'm one of those guys where I tried VR when it first came out years ago because I'm a boomer, apparently. <laughs> and I got super nauseous. And since then, I've just I've taken a wide berth. 
Yeah. yeah I, I've been told day in and day out, like, no, boy, it's like completely different now. It's it's life changing. You're you're gonna love it. Um, but I've always just been super cautious when I just I man, it felt it was bad. Yeah, I saw um we is a slightly off topic, but I saw controlled pairs. Uh, he's been doing you know controlled, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's an awesome content creator. He's, he's been doing, doing some he's doing some really cool niche stuff where he like breaks down CQB theory. And he's been doing it in door kickers, which is really door interesting. Kickers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's like an arcadey, you know, top down arcade shooter. But like he goes like Matt, he goes he goes hard into like the explanations of like, okay, we're gonna do this, we're gonna kick this door open. And because like we were watching these things, it's really entertaining stuff. Um, but he's also jumped recently into Onward, which is a VR tactical shooter. And yep. he had the same response as I did, which is like, Onward is like a game changer, but it's a game changer that's like it's not quite there yet. You know what I mean? It's really, it's a really exciting feeling when you play Onward because you're, you're experiencing this like, holy shit, this is the next thing. But it's just not there yet. But you know definitively in your bones that this tactical first-person VR experience is the next step. It's just, it's so weird to have this disconnect of like, you know that this is the next thing, but it's not at the stage where you could play it right now. And that's what he's going through right now. So it's funny watching his videos because he's going through like the, the oh shit moment. So I'm wondering if you have had that experience of like, oh yeah, I played Onward and it was like this massive crazy, crazy thing. Because that studio also has a vision and they're chugging along uh, pretty, pretty, pretty well here. Yeah, that that's the one where I restrict it to YouTube just because I don't have it yet. But that's one thing as I'm looking through this space, I feel like tax shooters are in such a good position to take vr and run with it uh that i the studios you know I, i've seen these onward videos as well they look cool they look immersive and if you can be immersed because i mean still to this day like in a good firefight whether it's a tarkov which is you know has a completely different type of feel to squad but i mean i i duck i i get into it i am there and so if if VR can add that and you have a studio that's behind Onward that is already just teasing you with these these types of moments where you're just like, dude, I want more. This is it. This is it. This is it. Then, you know, maybe 2021 is, is where we can really get some good good progress into uh, into that space for tech shooters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, most definitely. There's, there's a lot. I think VR is the next thing, but just the technical requirements and then they're getting better right like they you no longer need to be tethered like i think the new quest or something um the oculus quest like you don't even need a, a a tower a computer to be hooked up to it's completely wireless you just draw the space so we're getting there like every step like because before you have to set up all the motion sensors and then the the, the, the biggest thing i think is going to be the space requirement right because like just having that yep. amount of room that you can move around in, like that's something you can't you can't yeah. sell to someone. They just have to have it. <laughs> and it's just kind of like, well, if they don't, then it's hard to experience this thing. So I don't know how they get over that kind of challenge, but I think there's a lot of potential for VR and tactical shooters. I think the mix of those two, God, because like I remember like one of the distinct memories I have of playing Onward on, on, on VR is like, I'll be standing in a room and watching an AI run at you in VR 
is absolutely 100% one of the most terrifying feelings. I've played horror games. I've watched horror movies. I've done, I've done like scary, like, like the, the haunted house. Like <laughs> it, it, there's nothing more terrifying than watching an AI, even in this like low poly, like onward game, like run at you. Like you get the feeling someone in real life is literally charging at you to kill you. And it's, 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 <laughs> I think that's literally the next step is just seeing the technical improvements over the next couple of years here. Uh, but that's something I think also on the horizon, or if you haven't checked it out yet, 2021 comes around, like they're, they're making improvements, like the technological improvements for VR and just onward as a game, like they're, they're, they're pushing along here. Uh-huh. So for some of these, I guess we touched on some big boys, we touched on some, maybe some more niche, smaller ones for the games, you know, kind of in the middle. Um, let's let let's briefly touch on like the hell let loose a postscriptum mm-hmm. and uh you know maybe like a yeah we kind of rolled by this yeah <laughs> yeah kind of back it rolled up by him, but yeah so a hell let loose uh my thoughts on hell let loose is here and we kind of touched on on one of these other uh i don't know i forget even when we talked on it but hell let loose managed to to have uh a year which I don't think anyone expected when you had postscriptum already in the space. If that's, I guess, how I felt. Completely uh, I stole the game it. and run away with it. Just one hundred percent. Yeah. And they they had a chance. I guess we can kind of talk about Hello Loose and postscriptum since they kind of go hand in hand a little bit. Even though I know both games don't like that, but uh, <laughs> they both progressed. And at the Carantan update mid year, postscriptum essentially lost the battle. Hell Let Loose uh, came out of Carantan um, and just went upward and Postscriptum is kind of on this downward um, downward trend where they were both having huge, huge, huge performance issues. But I really just feel like, I don't know, maybe if it was like a morale thing or just the way that at least from the studio side of things, it sounded you know, maybe the studio was in turmoil over at Hell Let Loose and they're still having issues and it was just chaotic and whatever. But it all looked okay, you know, from a consumer side of point uh, side of things. Whereas on Postscriptum, uh, Carantan came out and it was super cool, but nobody could play it. And then a few months later, we still don't have any issues. We don't have any updates. Uh, nothing has really changed. And then we get no updates. Uh, they They have a whole bunch of people leave the studio and then you get a zombies update for like Halloween. And you're just like, dude, what is, what is this like timeline? I never expected this happening for postscriptum. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we talk about this a little bit over at ops. Um, where like postscriptum literally debated themselves because <laughs> I remember in the very early stages of postscriptum's development, there were rumblings of hell at loose and, 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 there was just like, oh my god, you know, Postscriptum and Hell at Loose, which one should we buy? There's like, there's going to be two games in this space. And and Postscriptum made the bold, bold play of announcing full release very <laughs> early on in development before Squad had even announced full release. And that was like a, what's the game plan here? Um, are they just, is it just a publicity stunt to beat Hell at Loose to market? And that's what it turned out to be. It's like Hell, Hell at Loose released early access. They chugged along. They had issues. But people were like, okay, this is early access. Postscriptum releases full, full launch. And it's like, this game is poorly optimized. There's a couple issues here. It feels too much like Squad at that point because they didn't have gore. They didn't have all these other features in added yet. 
Because when you think about it, Postscriptum released full release, and then they added gore, and then they added weapon resting, and then they added additional chapters. It was, like, really weird. And so I think when Carantan rolls around, people in Hell at Loose sphere understands that, hey, this is still an early access game. It's labeled early access game. You release Carantan in Postscriptum space where it's full release, and it's like, the game has been full release for a while now. Why are the optimization <laughs> pr problems not fixed where you release a whole new map, still can't play at 10 FPS? So it's like, I think that was like one of the final blows where it's like, yep. boom, can't fix optimization. We're going to hell it loose. And ever since then, like Hell Loose has just been growing, growing, growing. And Postscriptum is like, devs leave the studio, quiet on updates, SDK delayed, SDK finally releases Halloween update, and 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 Hell at Loose is like, okay, boom, we're teasing the the Eastern um front, right, with Russia. And it's like all these cool, exciting stuff. I'm really excited. What's actually really exciting to me is is if Hell at Loose will do a Pacific theater. I think that's oh, going 100%. to be, yeah, that is, like, I can't remember the last time, and I'm not, I'm not counting the Battlefield games, the last time we got a really awesome Pacific Theater um, game, because that, that'll be pretty cool. Uh, we had Rising Storm uh, 2, yeah. what was it, the Pacific one? Yeah, it was Rising Storm 2. Yeah, that, so that was the last time I think we saw it, uh, I think Call of Duty World at War. Uh, was amazing. Even if you don't like Call of Duty games, mm -hmm. it was a great uh, Pacific Theater, great game in general. It's been a while. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a it's been a long while. So that's uh, it's something where, I, I mean, we we talk we talked about this before, and we've even mentioned it here on this podcast uh, today. But man, Postscriptum, I just I'm almost surprised that you could you could have the start of the year for postcryptum i mean i'm not going to say it was super bright like oh i'm super hyped for it but it didn't seem bad in any way and you're you're kind of ending uh 2020 just kind of like okay well um i really look forward to playing this game for half an hour when modding comes out uh and until then uh i'm playing literally <laughs> like it's i just i i don't really have an itch to play it uh i i don't really see any time in the near future to play it unless there was maybe a really cool uh event with some of the the mods that i have seen being worked on 100 percent different uh from hell at loose which which is just whether or not you like the the gameplay loop i think is is neither here nor there but they've managed expectations that they've, they've managed everything just really really well over the year um if i had to give them grades hell at loose would get uh, an a um Postscriptum would get maybe like a D plus, C minus, something like that. It's just, it's there. Okay, what's passing is C. D. Wait, D's get degrees. Okay, they get a D plus. <laughs> they get a D plus. They made it through the year. Uh, twenty twenty was rough in these unprecedented times, but I, I'm extremely disappointed in Postscriptum, and I, uh, yeah, yeah, not 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 impressed. It's it's really weird because there were times when. I distinctly remember a period of time where I stopped playing squad to ex exclusively play <laughs> Postscriptum. I literally did not touch squad for such a long time while playing Postscriptum. And yeah. it was the golden age. And I feel like same thing with squad. And this appears to be like a problem within indie studios. It's like, they just run out of steam. I don't know what happens if there's a problem behind the curtains or whatever it is. It's like, they go, they go, they go, oh, amazing, amazing, amazing. And then boom, they hit something. And it's like, oh shit. <laughs> it's like oh we like i don't know what we do and it's just these months and months 
and month yeah. and then that's it it dies it, it's like that's the one thing about tarkov is like even though some of these updates are pretty long in between like every time it, they come back it's like a it, like these wipes are huge these are huge events like it's not just a patch dropping and that's just once again like we go back to the stars aligning the nature of, of tarkov that's just the nature of the wipe the wipe is gonna do that yeah. it's gonna make this huge event it's not just like oh a small patch and then people come back and play for a while like it resets everything and everyone's grinding again again and it's like i almost think and i i think we've talked about this before i really do think that tarkov should just fully embrace that wipe kind of thing and turn it into like a diablo season thing and, and just focus on like oh, yeah. just seasonal wipes like the, you know a wipe is coming every th single season you have leaderboards for every wipe and you turn that into a game mechanic because i think people are fine with that right like I, I actually enjoy that i actually enjoy the idea of it wiping and then you have the hardcore wipes where every season it wipes and then you have the normal wipes where you just you continually have everything and you never wipe that account on the hardcore or, or, or the normal service. And I feel, I feel like that'd be perfect, but I don't know. They're gonna do whatever. That's my like, if I could change anything, that'd be it. It's like make make the, the wipe seasonal, make them always timed on a certain amount. And then you have two brackets. You have the hardcore where it's like every time they wipe, you remove everything. And they have the normal, which is like, maybe it's a soft wipe. They do something, but you keep all your stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think uh, the, the main issues that I've seen with people having about the wipes is it this one just lasted so long that people got really invested in their character, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so it's 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 something that yeah, it's I I expect something every time there's a wipe, uh, I I feel reinvigorated. I I love it. I wish it happened a little bit more often, you know. Minus all these kind of BS quests that we have to go through. Some of the ones are a little nonsense, uh, but it's it's a feeling that every game that I'm looking at on this list. Uh, does not have the same hype, does not have the same feeling uh, with, I feel like, the dev studio. Um, you know, not to say you don't, you have negative feelings with other dev studios, but it feels, it's very different the way that they manage all these expectations, that they manage the patches. Uh, one thing that I noticed, I don't know, I don't know if we've said this before, um, but Tarkov will literally say, hey, we're about to do something and it might break the game. So uh, sorry if that happens. Uh, here it goes, and then they will patch it, the service will be down, or whatever happens, like, nope, didn't break the game, okay, have a great day. Like, communication from on that type of level from an indie studio is great. I think Hell Let Loose has nailed it with the communication. I feel like, you know, some of these other studios are a little lackluster when it comes to communication, which is why I think when you look at a year in as a whole, looking back, you remember the good parts of the game because you weren't like just stewing in the bad parts or the frustrating parts and communication goes a long way. Uh, so I, I think if there's anything that smaller studios might need to focus on as you move forward, like embrace the social media and embrace content creators who, you know, are in the trenches with this type of stuff, because you can see it with Tarkov. Like people are beaming, people love playing it. The community is 100% different than literally any other tactical shooter community uh, that's that's out there right now. I think that's, like, you touched on it really, really briefly there. It's like, the small updates, just getting, like, launching up Tarkov one day and then saying, oh, there's an update. You get the feeling that, like, it's constantly being worked on, you know? Yeah. Like, I think that's a very small mental thing. But, like, when you play squad, you're just like, oh, there's no small fix. There's nothing. Like, like Tarkov is constantly like, okay, we're going to tweak this. We're at this. We're going to do this. Yep. Small patch here. Small patch there. Small quality of life thing. Bug fix. And it's like, I think that that constant attention 
to the game like it gives this really different vibe of like hey we're here we care we're, we're continually working on it and you can see it and 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 we're, we're like and it's probably just a misconception or, or a bad perception of things with squad and postscriptum in these other games that just wait months for one massive patch it's like <laughs> they could be work like it could be yeah, they could be working on so many things and the next patch could really be massive but like until then perception is reality if people think your game is dead and it's gonna it's gonna die then it's gonna die you you need to be doing these small things because i i think even with that one little patch every every month or so maybe you just do one monthly balance patch like i think that speaks leaps and bounds to the community that's playing the game uh, and that kind of bridges that misconception or that or that that it, that that um that misunderstanding there but yeah i mean a lot of things to look forward to in 2021 we've got a lot of cool games coming out um we've got squad hopefully they start pushing patches out tarkov is chugging along like crazy a couple games indie games coming up on the radar but nothing i don't think there's any like big blockbuster that you and i are really really looking forward to no honestly looking into 2021 my my biggest uh, i guess wish is uh, squad hits the ground running when they come back from uh, the holidays uh tarkov uh, releases uh, streets uh which it, i mean should happen relatively soonish you know early part of the year um or early half of the year rather and everything else uh i'm kind of okay with just waiting until games get you know more finished uh and that that's not a a slight on any of these studios working on anything it's just you know we have some I have, you know, a large scale game like Squad. I have more of a, you know, a solo type experience or at least small smaller number experience like Tarkov. And then, you know, if I'm if I'm feeling something a little bit completely different, we we got the handful of the SWAT-ish, you know, super tactical uh, ground branch. Uh, this onward people can can look into uh, even the door kickers you mentioned. I've seen a lot of that that picking up on especially YouTube and things like that. So, it's I, I'm I'm kind of okay, you know. I I obviously wish there was a little bit more movement in this space. I you know kind of like the, uh, you know the Apple and Android. It's like you only have these two big games. Like, is there anything else out there? Uh, so I'm always kind of curious if there's a, another game that's just going to come out of nowhere and surprise us all. Uh, I'm not seeing that. Uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Maybe we're just content with what we have, but. Um, I'm, I'm, I almost feel like Tarkov in 2021 will feel like a new game and I'm hoping squad in 2021 will feel like a new game and I'd be okay with just that. Mm -hmm. Well, here's to 2020, the end of it coming, to, coming to an end of a chapter for sure. And exciting things ahead. Like you said, I, I'm definitely, oh, I hope 2021 is, is better than this year in, in more ways than just one. But wrapping it up, last episode of the year. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Command Comms podcast. We really do appreciate it. And we're looking for an explosive 2021 start uh, coming back with some pretty exciting stuff, hopefully. But, guys, as always, make sure that you follow the YouTube channel, you subscribe, uh, leave us comments down below, any feedback and things of that nature. Um, and, Moy, where can they find your content? Uh, Twitch.tv slash MoyDog and YouTube.com slash MoyDog. What awesome. about you? Uh, youtube.com slash karma cut so that's gonna be it guys i do appreciate it we we appreciate it it's been a, a banger of a year i also i also appreciate it <laughs> but it's, yeah it's ha have a wonderful uh wonderful new year's everybody stay safe 
and we'll see you on the other side. Peace.